Welcome to yet another episode of the Samburu Chronicles podcast. My name is Elena Sieku. First wait. <laughs> okay. So, uh, today's show is going to be a bit different. I invited uh, some guests on the panel, as you can see. Um, and I will start with the gentleman on my right. Mr. Nelson Saitu, he's a psychotherapist. Um, on to my left, Onyango Otieno, a health, healthy masculinity ambassador. And we have Nyaroi Murevi, African digital, digi, African digital storyteller and a period activist. And of course, um, I am Elaine Naseku, mental health advocate and a wellness advocate. So on today's show, we're going to talk about body politics and the effect that uh, body politics has had on to our bodies and onto our livelihoods. So, and I'll just like to begin with the mere fact that body politics uh, begins from men shouldn't be emotionally vulnerable and women are weak, the weak agenda, yeah. Yeah, so maybe Nelson, you can tell me your body politics story yeah okay so so um basically women being taught to be emotionally vulnerable and men to be emotionally stable yes so you have to understand you have to understand where it comes from and it comes from way way back so when when um whether you whether you believe in in creation or you believe in evolution at one time we all know that we we were hunters and gatherers yeah <coughs> and women were mostly gathering men were hunting so if, if you're going to hunt these mammals and these huge animals you had to be emotionally stable yeah so you have to remove fear from you and then because of the role that women were given at that particular time there was no much need of danger so you don't really need to protect yourself from danger when you're gathering fruits yeah okay yeah so start from there then you come to the industrial revolution then men are going to work in the mines and all these machines and then women are required to stay at home baby thank you for just bringing that industrialization yeah. of the bodies topic and it is something that i have really been thinking about mm -hmm. uh, how we the society rather has broken us down so that we fit into a certain box and brought about the industrialization of bodies and i think maybe uh you can um i think maybe you can just shed some light with your journey um with body politics and where do you think this body industrialization has come from right mm. yeah Probably to pick up from, from where he left off, um, that industrialization came, it, it was attached to slavery and it was it attached to colonialism. Yeah. And for most parts, um, you know, it, it was men's bodies that were used to in the manufacturing industries and, you know, the new phase of economy that was coming up. Um, and in Africa, mostly, um, the physicality of fighting for freedom 
most men left their homes to go to the fields, to go to the thickest, the forests, um, you know, to fight the white man. Yeah. And so much of the women were left home, you know, maybe taking the food to the forest, um, taking care of the family and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then we got independence and then uh, there was uh, now towns were coming up especially with the, the you know long distance trade you remember yeah. um, so many men were leaving their homes to go to look for work in their towns and that's when a lot of rural urban migration was happening so as the towns were beginning the men have left their homes they're going to look for work um, to you know send money back home and stuff like that um, these gender roles got thicker and thicker and they were even institutionalized right so the imagination of the young people then um, really pegged on you know how deep this this became a culture so the role of the man just stuck at provision yeah. because again religion was also taking deeper roots yeah. by the time um, and that affected parenting as well yeah right um, and so many of us grew up in that kind of um, society which was very heteronormative yes. where um, it's the man who's at the center and he's making decisions about everybody's life and um, because of that so I'm, I'm being brought up in a space where the script I'm supposed to follow because I'm a man and I have a penis my body is supposed to harden up yeah. so that it can be used tomorrow for production yes. um, and the, and you you are as a woman being bred to nurture because at the, at the home your emotions are what are needed your emotional health is needed and then <laughs> your IQ is not so important all of a sudden yeah. um, and so yeah those are some of the things that feed the body politics that yeah and i think the political order uh, for, for bodies are the markers of status for both women and men and i think it's what you've said when it comes to religion and even if we look at religion women were the forefront uh liners for um activism to go to church they were the people in the choir they were the people farming they were the people taking care of the children they were the people given the responsibility to impact the brain of a child from um, you know birth so Nyaroi, maybe you can mention your experience with body politics from your line of work and um, any other experience that you've had uh, from your surroundings cultural uh, political order, status, religion, social activism, yeah. Um, first of all, I'd like to agree with both the panelists, yeah. and especially um, the legacy of colonialism on Africans. Yeah. And if you look at, for example, I was reading a book by Mokami Kemathi, and one of the things I was surprised to see in the book is that there was no mention of, in Kikuyu culture, we don't have a name for rape. Hmm. So... So apparently, of, not apparently, Do rape you guys was have used. a name for rape? I'm not sure. I've never you? heard. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> we I'm don't sure. have. So Very when, Thank you know what, that. colonialists used to separate the villages, they used to dig trenches around a village to bar people from going to look for food. So, and if you are caught and you're a woman, they would just, you know, take a home guard and rape you so it was a completely new thing for people to see you can actually do that to somebody and that is how now they started breaking down 
um, women because if you look at our cultures, Kikui, actually most African cultures are very matrilineal. There's a matriarch, mm -hmm. yeah? Mm -hmm. So how it's changed from the matriarch and now she's be at the bottom of the food, I mean at the cultural chain, mm -hmm. is something I see it's a legacy of colonialism that we need to start breaking down mm -hmm. because as long as the woman is at the bottom of the cultural food, I mean, not cultural food chain, at the cultural chain, mm. we will never be able to undo this body politics that yeah. we have right now in the society. Wow. And also as a parent, um, because I'm a, I'm a parent to two kids, and I see, um, for example, my daughter, I have I've, I've found it's very important when I'm um, cleaning her. You know, when she goes to school, already children at that age you know it's bad that your vagina is bad you know so it's already in at five years old if you go and touch her she's like and i'm like that's not a good thing and i try to teach her your, your vagina is not a bad thing it's a very beautiful thing what somebody should not do is to touch it if somebody touches it you need to come and tell me because that is wrong but it is very beautiful because once we start teaching our children that their sexual organs are not bad we will, we will remove the, what is it called? This illusion, not illusion. What is this thing called? No, yeah, good. We will remove the stigma associated with our body organs. Yeah. 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 We stop seeing like, um, like your pin. Now we have this like um, organ superiority, like the dick is more superior than the vagina. Yeah. So those are topics we need to start mm. talking about with our young children. Yeah.